first immobility comes and then it creates the more higher level of the connectivity and it will start to change the whole environment cleaner and more agile and also more organized in the end. Welcome to the Darecast powered by Henkel. My name is Patricia Reiners. I'm your host and freelance UX designer from Berlin. I'm focusing on immersive tech and UX. And I'm also really passionate about new tech and innovation. I also really like to create content about UX and the future on social media. In this episode of the Darecast, we talk about innovation, one of my favorite topics, and how to make tomorrow's world a more sustainable one. Together with Kian Lee, Senior Manager for Product Development and Innovation for Better Systems, we deep dive into the future of mobility and explore the fascinating realm of energy storage and its impact on our lives. In an era where renewable energy sources are becoming increasingly important, The role of battery systems has never been more crucial. So pursuing a career in this field can truly make an impact on our future. So stay tuned as Kian gives us incredible insights of tomorrow's solutions as well as firsthand career tips there with Kian Lee. So um, Kian is a recent addition to the Henkel team as a senior manager uh, battery solutions. With a diverse background and a passion for tackling complex challenges and problems, Kion now leads an interdisciplinary team at Henkel. One thing that sets Kion apart is his belief that the abundance of information available today can often mislead people. He thrives to cut through the noise and provide accurate insights to his colleagues, ensuring they make informed decisions in the fast-paced world of e-mobility. Kian's dedication to helping others is truly inspiring and his efforts are instrumental in driving process within the company. Beyond his professional achievement, Kian is a family man. He's happily married and has an 11-year-old son. We are thrilled to have Kian on the show today where we will delve into the exciting world of e-mobility, discussing the challenges, uh, also the opportunities and his unique insights. So without further ado, let's welcome Kion to the podcast. Welcome, Kion. Thank you, Patricia. I'm really, really excited today. Perfect. So good to have you here. Um, so today's topic is innovation, like a really big topic. And I'm super excited to talk with you about that topic. It's the basic keyword of the episode. So from your point of view and your expertise, how would you... Describe innovation. Okay, just literally speaking, I think the innovation is the sum of changes for good. Mm -hmm. So the innovation is something that changes our lives for good. So if the, if it changes, if something changes our life for bad, we, we don't want to call it innovation, right? It's just mm -hmm. bad change. But the innovation is for our lives to make our lives better. So I have actually a question to that, right? Because how do you know that an innovation that you create, like a new idea that you have, actually really create a better future and not um, more problems than it actually um, than you have actually thought about? How can you plan that? A good question. And um, yeah, it's a difficult one. No? Uh, the, mm -hmm. To to be insured, uh, to to be sure about it, it. The innovation should be done. The changes, actually, the changes should be done on purpose. 
So for mm -hmm. we have to understand the whole environment, and that we also have to have a direction to make our life better. And then you can make a plan just based on it, and you can add the changes, which can contribute to the bigger change to to make the 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 ultimate consequence. So in this way, with the good purpose, the all the changes should be made with through the, uh, to that direction, and then you can be sure that this innovation will be for our better future. Mm, nice. Okay. Mm. So the area that you're working on, um, like the battery field and e-mobility, which is like a super hot topic at the moment, right? Like everyone is talking about it for years and that also will be a very important topic for our future. It's definitely like a trend topic. When you think like also from a, like a personal, but also from a business perspective, think about the future of mobility. What comes in your mind? How do you think about the future of mobility? How does it How does it look like? First of all, it is going to be the segmentation from the very beginning. Because now we have been working on the ICE, the internal combustion engine for mobility for a long time. Irrespective of the 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 environment or irrespective of the the, the situations in in different regions. So it creates some sort of some sort of hierarchy. In terms of the in terms of the quality quality of the technology and the ecology and also the quality of our living, so to make the whole world better, to create to create a better a better ecology and a better a better environments for everybody in a balanced way, it would be better to categorize the technology into several steps. So. Probably internal combustion engine could still be used for underdeveloped countries, but they don't have the infrastructure. But the developed countries should contribute to the better world by transforming the source of the energy. By doing so, you can make the whole the, make the make our environment cleaner, right? For that purpose, we need innovation, definitely. So we have to choose the first, choose the wise source for the energy. And second one, we have to choose the right way to use the, the energy coming from the clean sources. And in this, in this matter, I think that this, the electricity is still the best option for the time being. Maybe you can think about the, like, the, the fuel cells and all, some other, other like uh, hydrogen-based combustion energy, but we still need a, some, some time to make the innovation um, useful. But the electricity, the, the innovation based on the electricity is just here. It just need another small step to be the mass produced and the very popular solutions. So I think that's going to be the future. You'll still really niche, high end, but the electric, like the immobility will be the, the major popular solutions for many developed countries. But still, you'll see this small segment that will help people to move here and there in some in some areas which you cannot afford the clean energies. Okay. Um so you you also mentioned like this kind of like pyramid or this hierarchy, right? Um mm -hmm. of different technologies. How can I think about this kind of like hierarchy in really developed cities like um you know I'm living in Berlin for example. 
how will the future of mobility look like there? For example, like could be Berlin or also Düsseldorf where Henkel is based. How will that look like in, in these kind of cities? I can imagine, not in the short term, but ultimately I can imagine the whole city is connected. But for now, it's not connected. Just think about it. Maybe you can, we are connected by wires, like transmitted wires through the cell phones, but physically we are not really connected. But if you, your immobility, that if you start to use everybody, everybody is using the immobility, it can create more opportunities. Something like, this is not just about driving. Typically, people try to do be connected with their, their um, customers for businessmen or family members for like family guy like me, and also the friends and the like party people. They always, they want to be, get connected with the friends. So the, the change of the immobility will change of the form of the, of the mobility itself. And then it, It will start to connect everybody, everyone. And the, the whole city is start to be first cleaner, right? With very simple one. The immobility means clean, clean environment, but at the same time, the you will not highly likely you will not see the traffic that much because all all people and all electric vehicles are connected to each other. So but at the same time, for the connectivity, the The energy source should be the elect electricity because of the sensors and and um, the the processors and everything is just based on the electricity. So first, immobility comes, and then it creates the more higher level of the connectivity, and it will start to change the whole environment, cleaner and more agile, and also more organized in the end. And ultimately safer because if all those cars can communicate together autonomously and there will be no, no or very little chance of accidents. So even for the safety, I think it's immobility is the really necessary one. Super inspiring what you just said. And for me, super interesting that you, that you mentioned that, you know, All the people are more or less connected with their like their phone, right? Like through Wi-Fi networks, etc. But um, not directly our like uh, our physical selves, like being able to um, go from a certain place to the other. Although there are trains, maybe or you can use your car. There are always areas that are not so well connected, or especially if it's dark, if it's raining, if you don't, if you can't walk. Accessibility-wise, super super interesting. So we prepared a little game for our guests. We always do that. It's called Pairs of Words. And I will briefly explain how it works. Our guests have to take turns choosing one of the two words I'm about to read out. There is no right or wrong. And of course, there is no time to think about it. So you need to be fast and spontaneous. So I'm about to read two, read, uh, two words and you can choose one. Cars or bikes? Cars. Tradition or innovation? Innovation. Old or new? But old. <laughs> Transformation or evolution? Evolution. Mm -hmm. Office or home office? Office. Suit or a lab coat? Something that you wear a in the lab. lab. Yeah. 
Lab code, okay, perfect. Okay, lab code. <laughs> okay, love that. Well, okay, <laughs> it's a difficult one, yeah. It's yes, not always yes. easy, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like switching topics a little bit to the battery lab, which uh, I also find very insp- inspiring. I think, like for most people who are listening to the podcast. The battery lab and your work there is um, like maybe you can talk a little bit about how that actually looks like what you are doing there um, as you know being responsible for the battery lab. How does like your day to day task or work look like to bring this first step of the you know like the hierarchy um, to the people um, out there? Very easily. So first of all, I would love to mention three names: Caroline Laumo, who's reporting to. To the strategy group, and um, Christoph Chok and Constant Polony, who's working as an applicant engineering group, because they are devoting not their lives, but devoting a lot of time for actually building the better lab. And then um, my team is simply the they will be will be the user of the better lab. So I do appreciate for their support and their work, and want to want to show my respect to them. It based on two different setups. The first one is to apply our materials in the in the real battery systems. For the time being, we are just making small, tiny samples to test. So we we can never know. We can never know how our material will behave in the production line until they try. Our customers try to start trials. But with the better lab, we can. Easily, easily imitate and see and analyze what is going to happen in the in the real production line, but at the same time we want to test the battery, the whole battery pack in the other facilities. So the battery lab is composed of two different regions. First one for the application, and the second one is after the application, we want to reassemble mm-hmm. the whole parts into one with our materials, our Henkel solutions. And then we want to test them to show how our materials will contribute to our customers' needs. So in that sense, how can I not be excited, right? So is the, the ultimate way, especially in this, in this like adhesive industry, this, we are the first one who built this better lab to validate our materials and our concepts in the real systems. Sounds super exciting, actually. Also for me, um, how, like, when you know, in the in the beginning, we talked a little bit about innovation, right? Like, and uh, how you see innovation. Where does it actually happen? In uh, also in the battery lab. Do you maybe have some examples of how innovation looks like? Maybe with one idea or one concept that you had, how it started, what kind of problem it solves now. Maybe like something comes into your mind. Actually, there are too many in Hankel, but I have one interesting topic because one of our big, big customers, one of our really big customers, they want to make a new production technology. It's called like dry electric process. But everybody is focusing on not using the solvent. So dry means means not using solvent, but nobody knows what is what is the real enabler 
of this technology. Yeah, I I I don't know. When I hear that, I I always ask myself like, how does it actually work? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like making the film first and the the the, the, the do the lamination thing. But for the lamination, the Hankel magic can work. So Hankel pr- made us some sort of primer. Uh. We call it a conductive electrode coating, but it's coated onto onto the, the metal, and it creates the 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 wonderful, very wonderful adhesion between this metal and the the other layer, which is called active material, mm-hmm. and then. So it's, the Hankel is kind of hidden behind the scene, but Hankel was the true enabler of this new technology starting to be used in our, in our one-off, in one of our customers. So it was world first case. I'm sorry, but for the confidentiality, I cannot talk about the name. I cannot name the customer, but yeah, this is... The I can thing. imagine... That's always the thing with innovation. It's very new. It's something very special and unique. And of course, sometimes because of privacy issues, you can talk about that. But I think this is like a very good example. A lot of people can probably relate to the topic. There are definitely a lot of questions like how does it like all the dry cleaning, how does that actually works? I think pretty interesting what you uh, what you mentioned and how you incorporated that. That's definitely an interesting solution. Super, super cool. So... Um, you also mentioned like a few people who are working in your team, right? Um, for all our listeners, for people who are getting excited about the topic of like the battery labs, uh, the innovation, the future of e-mobility, if they would like to get or become a part of your team, how would that actually work? Is that possible? Um, what kind of people are you looking for? How does it look like? I want to say we only need a passion, but this is not true, right? <laughs> we need an passion expertise. Passion is great. Passion is great. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but we definitely need an expertise. Yeah, for instance, mm-hmm. I used to work for a company which is famous in battery industry. But in that company, I was very lucky to know, to learn about all battery materials mm-hmm. from the mine to the better pack level. But in my team, I have other experts who can do, who has a specialty in cell chemistry, also the safety, the system simulation, and the recycling and reuse. That is the sustainability and also the, the, the testing and creating the material cars like this. So we, it's literally impossible to have all the knowledge in this industry. But mm-hmm. if you have, some knowledge and some experience in spec- in a specific area in this industry, you're ready to join our team. But at the same time, just don't forget this this very important factor. Because I'm now I'm talking. I'm I'm talking in the, in this in a prominent setup like the cast and we are, our team members, our, my colleagues are outside on the in the conference or in the in the, the tech fair of the customer and also in everywhere. And we we are also writing the white papers. And also we are heavily working on the project itself. So flexibility and there to be on the show, these two aspects are very important on top of your expertise. So we are quite, we work really flexibly. 
and that we are looking for the people who are open to to doing everything, whatever is necessary. Mm-hmm. I really love that you're mentioning the mindset that is necessary for these kind of roles, like the passion and... Yeah, also like working in a team together. I mean, you mentioned your team several times throughout the interview. So I personally find that very inspiring. Um, and sounds like a setting that I would like to work in um, as a person where you are um, creating things together. And this is also like, from my experience, how innovation works. You don't do that alone on your own, in your own little dark room, but you come together, certain expertise, you talk about things, you discuss things, you are a team and you support each other and you create something together, right? Super, super cool. Um, In the end of the interview, maybe you have some tips for our listeners or also for me. Um, How do you stay up to date? with everything that is going on at the moment in the e-mobility sector, the tech industry, like AI, you know, so many topics are out there at the moment. How do you manage to stay up to date? Any tips? YouTube and Netflix, but definitely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I prefer using these two things in the, the, the every day, every time, even at night, because I I try to be connected with the peers in the industry, definitely to get the, all the information from the outside. But our colleagues, as I told you, our, our colleagues have their own expertise mm. and they have their own interest. And the communication is most the most important thing. I always try to talk as much as possible with my colleagues. And by doing so, I can learn and I can update myself every day, literally every day. And also, the, the not only with the colleagues, the colleagues in other teams. So I belong to PD groups. My team belongs to PD groups. But we have prominent applicant engineering guys. And also in, in the field, we call it a like battlefield. And it's resident engineer and salespeople. And also we have strategy and market, marketing people, also controllers and every, everybody. Everybody can... can gather the information in a different way. So the connection is the most important thing. And the secondly, the, the, the seamless communication all the time will keep me updated. That's my strategy. So I like that. Um, how do you how do you actually do that? Do you ask them for a coffee or do you just like meet them randomly and start a conversation? Do you schedule these conversations or are they happen spontaneously? Oh, inside the team, it happens spontaneously, mm-hmm. we have, but we have Drew Fix. On top of it, I want to do it an unplanned. Mm-hmm. But with the other groups, you need a special setup, definitely. But I want to mix it with something formal and informal. But as for the, the informal, it's good to have a lunch together or just have a cup of coffee together. Or I used to smoke, I just quit. But when I was smoking, I also used this like smoking as a as a medium to get closer to those guys. But yeah, typically, I want to mix with mix the the former thing with a little bit of like informal as a spice. I like that. And congratulations on quitting smoking. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, but I, I think like a really great tip. Um, 
also using your like colleagues as a resource, like with all the knowledge they're having and fostering these conversations, not only business-wise, but also personally, I really like that. I think super inspiring and also helpful for everyone who's listening, using that approach or mindset um, to get back to their teams. So Kian, thank you so much for really sharing all these amazing insights and perspectives and also being so honest. I really appreciate that. We are almost at the end of our episode now. I know it went by really fast. Uh, but before we close, I, I want to ask one last question. And it's always the same. It's the food for thought. So do you have any tangible tips or a important trend you want to share with our listener? Yeah, first of all, I want you to stay awake for whatever is coming. Because I studied in quantum chemistry. I moved, I started my career, industry career from uh, with semiconductor and display materials, but I just changed my career into the battery industry following the old trends. And I thought it was the right decision. And I'm still awake to look at the future technology or the future trends like the fuel cell, for instance. It will be necessary to make the whole world a little better like this. I am working on the immobility now, but I'm still awake of something that could come in the future. So yeah, let's stay awake for the future. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, also sharing your insights and your perspective. I really appreciate that. I personally really enjoyed your thoughts on, um, you know, all the things that you just mentioned about thinking about like the higher approach, really always rethinking the way you work, uh, trying to adjust, um, thinking about like the greater goal of the things that you actually want to do, uh, really staying inspired. But I also really liked how you talked about your team, how innovation in the battery lab looked like coming together, using different people as resources, getting all the expertise together, thinking about solutions that actually making our lives better, connecting our cities much better with electricity, less accidents, more connectivity, more accessibility, a little bit like, um, like the situation at the moment with our phones. So I think this really stuck with me. It's kind of like comparison. So I think this was super, super inspiring. So thank you so much, Kion, for being here, for sharing all your wisdoms. And to our listeners, also thank you for listening, of course. Be the one who dares and tune into our next episode. Thank you. Thank you.